eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hello and welcome to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I am your host, Shelby Shear, here with Mr. Jason Shear. Who knows his name. So we're (laughs) winning the battle. We're here to preview the Arizona men's basketball game tomorrow, Sunday, against Cal. Uh, no, it's a, a rare Sunday game. So I like it's it. It's kind of weird. Yeah. I like it. And, and it's very Pac-12. They say, you know what? Let's do a Sunday game and then follow it up with a Tuesday game. When UCLA, okay, I'm just going to go on a whole rant. The scheduling in the Pac-12 absolutely sucks. And we all know it. So we're going to start with the obvious question, which is we need an update on Tubelis. And what does it mean if he is not playing Cal at all? So the basically, you know, best it was kind of the best case scenario for Tubelis, which is just a normal ankle sprain. It could have been a high ankle sprain, which would have been pretty significant. Um, he seems to be doing relatively fine considering how recent the injury is. In terms of his playing status, my guess is they let him – run around a little bit and pregame shoot around tomorrow, Sunday, and uh, and go from there. I don't think the coaching staff would ever admit this publicly, but obviously they feel like they could beat Cal without Tubelis. Like it may be a little tougher than they want it. So you say to yourself, are we going to risk further injury and play them against a team we can probably beat when we have UCLA two days later? Or do we sit them, rest them, and say, you know what, uh, let's go into UCLA with a healthier or a relatively healthy Tubelos who could give us legitimate minutes as opposed to taking that risk. In terms of what it means, Cal's an interesting team because it's actually the 14th biggest team in the country. Um, it is a, a tall team up front. Off the bench, they have some bigs. But it's not a very good rebounding team for a team of that size. Um, the biggest thing is defensively. Like, what does Arizona do? And how does Arizona adjust? Because Andre Kelly is a bigger guy and Grant uh, Antasevich is a bigger guy. So do they go small and put Dalen on Antasevich? And, you know, there's not a big height differential. It's only two, you know, two inches, but there's a bigger weight differential. Um, Antasevich is more of a jump shooter. So do they take their chances with Dalen on him? Do they put Dalen on Shepard and tell Pell Larson, who's a little bigger, um, but has a, a more of a height disadvantage to go guard Antasevich? Do they change things up and go two bigs to start and basically go at risk of not having a big coming off the bench and, and, and try to, you know, force Cal into a situation where if Cal goes a little bit smaller than Arizona matches him, et cetera. It is a, a very interesting thing. Also, you got to keep in mind that, you know, Cal has to guard too. So if they do put Dalen out to four, um, Antisevich has to guard him too, and he can't. So it's, it's an interesting matchup because neither guy, um, you know, maybe can effectively guard the other. 
in that matchup. So if Tubelis plays, um, it's much more traditional. It's much easier for Arizona to win. There's no matchup questions at all. Um, but if he's out, you kind of have to wonder how Arizona is going to respond, which guys it's going to move around. Me personally, I'd start Dalen at the four. Take your chances there with Antasevich. He's only really gone off in one or two games this year, and he's more of a jump shooter than a post-up guy. And if that doesn't work, you go two bigs, etc. Um, you have options. But obviously, the, the best case scenario is that um, Tubelis plays. What type of team is Cal, and what are we expecting to see on Sunday? Well, you know, Arizona, as we know, is one of the faster tempo, quick possession length teams in the country. Cal is the literal opposite in style of play. Uh, Cal's adjusted tempo is 334, uh, and their average possession length is 345 on offense. There is no team in the country that wants to slow this game down more than Cal. And I could see Cal saying, screw rebounding. We're going to get back. We're going to ignore rebounding just so we could slow this game down and try to avoid Arizona getting in transition. Because if Arizona gets in transition, Cal's done. Uh, they're not a good shooting team. They're 213th in effective field goal percentage. They're not a good offensive rebound team, and they don't go to the line. But defensively, they're not awful. Uh, they're better than Stanford was by a little bit. They're actually a, uh, a good defensive team in terms of field goal percentage, but they don't force any turnovers. They're a solid defensive rebounding team. Um, and, and basically, they're, you know, they're, they don't block. Uh, you know, they don't um, steal percentage. They, it, it's, so, it, it's, it's very similar to Stanford, but a little better. Um, the differences are probably a little better effective field goal percentage-wise, but um, offensively, it's, an, it's, it's a bad team. Like, their adjusted efficiency on offense is 186. They are not good. If they are, you know, you're playing Cal, you know that they're going to slow this game as much as possible. You can tell that from the last four games. 63, 52, 55, and 57. That was their point totals. Um, you know, you're not scoring 57 points and beating Arizona. So you basically take Arizona and what you see on paper when you watch them play, and you say, what would the opposite team look like? Uh, and it's Cal. So it is, it's an intriguing game in that sense, but it also has the potential to be an ugly, uh, boring basketball game. Like Cal's highest point total of the year um, is 73. Mm, it's 74 Actually, 70, against Arizona State. 75. Ah. We both missed it. So 75 against San Diego and Southern Utah. Against a decent team, it's 74 uh, against ASU. So um, it, it, it basically, I mean, high of 74. You take a look at Arizona, just for giggles, and I'm, I'm doing this on the fly. Um, games in which they scored... Less than seven. There's thunder if you heard that in the background because why not? Games they've scored less than 74 points. One at Tennessee. <laughs> that was it. So it sounds like uh, we don't have a lot of weapons moving yeah, into this. Yeah, I mean, basically. when I say it is the opposite, it is the literal opposite in every sense of the word. Well, knowing all of that, what individual matchups are you most intrigued by? Yeah, I, I kind of said it before, but it's it's if Arizona has to go small. Uh, I'm really curious. Like Jordan Shepard is a legitimately good player for Cal. His shooting percentage isn't great, um, but he does a lot for this Cal Golden Bears team. Um, you know, he's considered on Ken Palm to be a major contributor. Um, his possession rate is really high. He's taking most, 27% like, of the shots on the team. 
Um, Colocovers, Andre Kelly is another one. Andre Kelly, very good offensively, not very good defensively. Coloco, um, you know, inconsistent on offense, but a much better defender. But really, it comes down to that small game um, type of deal that Arizona is going to play. And also, I'd like to see, I'm pretty much saying everybody, but I'd like to see, you know, I'm not sure who's going to guard Ben. I assume to be Jalen Celestine. Um, ben should go off this game. Cal does not have a guy. He's due. Yeah. Cal doesn't have a guy that can guard Ben. If you want to take a look at the roster and say, okay, this matchup works, I can see this matchup, et cetera, that's cool. They don't have a guy that can stay with Ben. And so I'd like to see Ben go out and show why, you know, people thought he was a first-team All-American. All right. Well, if Arizona somehow does lose this game, what do you think Cal did right to win? I think that it would take a, a Cal's best offensive game of the season. Again, like there's no scenario in my mind where Arizona goes out and loses a game in which, you know, Cal scores 60 or something like that, or Cal scores 70. You we know. also have a good defense here. Right, right. <laughs> and so, like, um, you know, it, it would take Cal's best offensive effort of the season, which would be 75 points. That's probably the range. Um, in, in Arizona would have to be cold. Um, you know, foul trouble in the front court is something that you worry about. But really, if Cal's going to win this game, it's more to me about what they have done on offense than defense. They can't play a bad offensive game. Um, similar to what they did against ASU. By the way, Cal beat ASU 74-50. to 50. I don't know if you know that, Shelby. But, um, you know, Cal scored 73 against Oregon State. They have to score in that 75-point range to have any chance in this game. They're not winning a game in which they allow, um, you know. It, it's very, like, UCLA, they allowed 60, which was crazy. Um, but USC, they allowed 77. Like, they have to be able to score 75 points, in my opinion, to win. It means their shooting was better. It means their three-point shooting um, was better than it's been. They're 194th. Um, and it means that Arizona's Colt, like Cal, is a decent defensive team. Um, and so it means that, you know, Arizona went cold. Cal put together its best offensive effort of the year. And, uh, you know, crap happens. There will be fans there, which is also intriguing. Berkeley said, screw your it's, – it's funny that out of, all town, out of all towns, COVID, Berkeley was like, no, let fans in. Like they've allowed fans in this whole time, which is hilarious. But, uh, yeah. Here we are. So, yeah, I mean, it would be just one of those perfect disaster scenarios. And what's interesting is um, it's pretty much going to close as the same spread as, a, as the Stanford game. The Stanford game is only 12, and, we well, we know how that went. We know how Stanford that went. didn't belong on the same court. Basically, Cal win if they have a prayer answered or there's, like, a voodoo doll involved. But, you know, pending any of those issues, uh, Arizona should win. What is your prediction as far as Arizona winning, Jason? I believe I picked Arizona to win by 12. This is very similar to the Stanford game, except I actually gave Stanford more of a chance than Cal. The problem that Cal has is that it has three players. It has Shepard, it has Kelly, it has Antisevich. If one of those guys gets in foul trouble or one of those guys has a bad game, it's done. Joel Brown, their point guard, doesn't score. Celestine doesn't score. Their bench is awful. They have no one on their bench that can, you know, come off the bench and get hot. Like with Stanford, it was, oh, Brandon Angel could come and put together a strong game. That's their bench guy. Cal doesn't have that. Um, Cal just, it, it's not there. So to me, this game screams one guy goes cold or Arizona defends, uh, and that's game over. I just don't see how Cal can do it. And so 12 points is honestly a little conservative. It's not easy to win on the road in any way, shape, or form against any team, but Arizona is just a really bad matchup for Cal. So I'm saying 12, but I wouldn't be surprised at all if it was 20. 
Um, you know, could it be close in the first half because of fans and all that? Um, I guess, you know, and, and really the, the biggest thing is if it is close in the first half, I think I said in my breakdown, it wouldn't surprise me. It's more of Tubelis not playing Arizona, getting used to that small lineup, the size and all that. If Tubelis plays, it's, it's over in the first five minutes. I think it's that type of game. Well, the other flip side of having fans in the stadium or the arena is there's a lot of Bay Area cats and there's a lot of, you know, it's alumni Cal, there. It's Cal, it's Cal basketball. basketball. I mean, how crazy is it going to be? There's going to be Arizona fans. Leon and no matter not how many Arizona fans are in, a, in an arena, they're the loudest ones in the arena. Can you name any Cal basketball player in the past? No. No. <laughs> I can't. Jason Kidd went to Cal. Okay, I should have known that. Leon Poe is the best Cal player. Richard Midgley? No. Big, yeah. No, I've never paid attention. I know for football, Cal's tricky. I know that historically we have issues with Cal in football, but, you know, for basketball. Can you name the nope. easiest player to dislike that ever went to Cal? You can if you think about him because mm. I remember uh, you used to yell at the television mm. and tell me how much you hated him. <gasps> Now you remember, it's coming back to mind. It's Jorge Gutierrez. Yeah. Oh, man. He got on my nerves, and it felt like he was there forever. Remember when Joe Pasternak attacked him? Yeah. He was, <laughs> he was a character. He, uh, yeah. He, he was, was, like, rage-inducing. Very easy to hate. I'm, I'm also very passionate just watching or something. Very. Jorge Gutierrez. Uh, I'm looking it up now. He's actually playing in... Uh, for Astros de Jalisco, your favorite Mexican basketball team in Guadalajara. Wow. I far didn't fallen. know he was there. Shout out to him. Anyway, <laughs> we uh, we should go watch the UCLA game now. Against against Colorado? Maybe we'll edit it if uh, if they lose. We'll have you going to. I can't believe. I am absolutely shocked. We should have started the podcast. Dumbfounded. Shocked. Boozled, flabbergasted, emotionally annihilated. Wow. That UCLA is letting fans in for the areas. There is not one person that could have seen. You have to question what happened to democracy. I always just feel like there's a big conspiracy against Arizona in general. And it's just really annoying that the Pac-12 has favored UCLA and USC in this case, with the fans in the stadium, magically Arizona just annihilates Stanford, and then now fans are allowed <laughs> into the arena to support freaking UCLA. No, the greatest Stanford the next day is like, you know what, fans are back yeah. in. I I respect USC the way USC did. Where it's like, you know what, we're gonna do fifty percent now and fifty percent later to see you know how well you handle it. UCLA is like, you don't even need masks, guys. Like, just, let's just come up, come <laughs> to the game with your cough. You don't need. I don't know if you need proof of vaccination. I don't know, but uh, apparently I, fans also play this game, and they're so important to the game that they must be there. I think it's funny, and I actually hope, like, I hope that you know we're recording at the time of release. I hope UCLA beats Colorado. I really do. Really? I want all the pump. I want. I want all it's the smoke, as the kids it's say. It's better. We want the smoke. If you're a WWE fan, <laughs> I just threw that out. We want the smoke. Yes. So with that being said, thank you for joining us on the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. This preview evening on a rare Saturday Some night. Some people go on a date on Saturday nights. We do podcasts We had today. Peter Piper and did a podcast together. But we we also had really great Mexican food today across yeah. town. We eat every Mexican restaurant, not because we like food, well, because we like food, but also because Shelby's big in these streets. 
I am a certified tourism ambassador for the city of Tucson. I feel like it's my obligation to know where to eat really good Mexican food in Tucson in particular. Yeah, the woman was nice. What was the restaurant's name? It's Amelia's, Amelia's. Mexican yeah. Restaurant. It is just east of Grant and Craycroft. Yeah, nice woman. Very, very good food. If you get a chance to eat there, get the quesadilla. Look at you. And my daughter, our daughter, well, she's my daughter, but also your daughter. Did I just find something out? <laughs> oh, my God. She uh, got the birria ramen that was unusual and also delicious. So shout out to Amelia's. That's our food segment That's of the Wildcat Scoop podcast. If you do have any questions, you can always ask me at Ms. Shelby K. Don't ask me, though, about something silly like BK's or El Guero Caneo, guys. Go watch Food Wars or any of those things online. Shelby uh, also has a screen name on the website now, so we're going to be setting that up. So God help us all. I don't know. I'm kind of like most of the time, like very busy during the day. I can't check stuff like you can. So we'll see. Okay. Not that I don't want to. (laughs) I want to. It's just going to be like at odd times of the day. With that being said, I'm not going to cut off Shelby. He is not cutting me off. That that gag is is over. For now. It depends. If Arizona loses, uh, it will not be. We're actually just going to mute her and not tell her. So once again, have a great Saturday night. Bear down. One o'clock game tomorrow, Sunday. Bear down. Wake up. Good night. Good night. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.